This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, let's talk about what we saw (laughs) over the weekend in the National Football League. How about the Brownies stunning the Ravens? 33-31, the Browns were getting six points. They were plus 205 on the money line. Total was set at 39, the overhits. The Browns were down 14 going into the fourth quarter. They scored 13 points in 41 seconds. Deshaun Watson throws a touchdown to Elijah Moore. And then Greg Newsom returns an interception for a touchdown 41 seconds later. Now, Dustin Hopkins missed the extra point. So the Ravens still had a one-point lead late. And then, as time expires, Hopkins redeems himself with a 40-yard field goal, final play of the game. And Deshaun Watson, as much as I have ridiculed him on this show, and I don't apologize for that, He did not have a single incompletion in the second half. 14 of 14. Overall, 20 of 34, 213 yards. Rushes for 46 yards. Huge win by the Browns. And the Ravens also gave this one away. Oh, for sure. But this is kind of what you expect in divisional matchups. That's why I'm Mm -hmm. trying to keep my expectations kind of low for the Cleveland Browns offense. I'm not sure if this is the Deshaun Watson that we can expect each and every week. Granted, it's a great step in the right direction from a quarterback that was not pulling his weight, at least compared to the price tag that he is given. Um, But still, it feels like odd things happen when it comes to these divisional matchups. So that's why I think you always consider the underdog here. I am not going to lie, though. Did not see this one being this high scoring. But moving forward, I don't think I'm taking away too much from the Ravens. And I'm not adding too much to the resume that I think is the Browns. So what is your takeaway from this game? Do you think the Ravens are all right? Like, I think we went into the stretch saying, okay, the Ravens are at a spot where their stock is super high. That's why I felt like you kind of had to sell high on the Ravens this week just because they're a good team. But at some point, the Mm -hmm. market gets too high and you're paying too much of a premium on a team, especially in a divisional matchup. So do you think this is still a contender in the AFC? Do you think that, you know, maybe we don't take away too much from this game? I don't think you take too much away from it. I I will say, I think the one thing that I'm curious about more than anything else is whether or not Deshaun Watson, who was great in the second half of this game, is is this just one good half of football from him? Or for a guy who sat out of season, who has been banged up, is he now going to become the player that the Browns were hoping they would be or they're hoping he would be when they signed him to this monster contract? I think that is more interesting to me than anything else. The Ravens are going to be fine. The Ravens are mega talented. They know they should have won this game. That's football sometimes. It happens in a division. And especially this division, which tends to be close games anyway, I think you're absolutely right about maybe it was just you weren't really getting the value with the with the Ravens that you should have because they've been winning. But to me, I'm curious about what we see from Deshaun Watson moving forward. Right. I think at this price tag, he's never going to live up to those standards. But again, the market for quarterbacks is just so astronomically high that maybe this is what they had to do to get even a mediocre quarterback. Like, yes, they overpaid on him by a lot, but they had to do something. Like, it doesn't that feel mm-hmm. like that's the case for most teams who are in contention? You've got to have a quarterback who at least has the potential 
to play to the level of some of these higher teams. Because when you watch some of the highlights of Deshaun Watson, like there are some plays where he shows flashes of that old Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson that we saw back at Clemson. You're like, oh, well, that's kind of why they paid him. Maybe we will see more of that moving forward. So I'm not sure what to think of the Browns, but I do think in divisional matchups, if they're getting a lot of points, that's when you play them. I'm not sure if I trust them as favorites, but if they're getting six points, maybe that's the only case. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So I, man, I don't know what to think about the Ravens. I'm bummed. I'm just bummed because I had the Ravens in this game and I thought they had it when I looked up that fourth quarter score. I thought we got this. And then we, like I'm part of the team, and then the Browns come back. But we will get a further measuring stick as the season goes on, particularly when it comes to Watson and the Browns. Let's go to Jacksonville, Chelsea. The Niners ripping the Jags 34 to 3. The Niners were laying three. They're minus 175 on the money line. Total set at 44 and a hook. The under hits. How about Brock Purdy? 19 of 26, 296 yards, three touchdowns, including a 66 yard score to George Kittle. Debo Samuel returns after being out for three games. Christian McCaffrey carries 19 times or 16 times, I should say, for 95 yards. No touchdowns, but his 17-game streak with at least one score comes to an end. So he is now tied for the all-time record with Lenny Moore. I think more than anything, are you – look, the Niners are the Niners. I think we both said last week we don't think San Francisco was going anywhere. But the lack of fight – put up by the Jaguars, was what was alarming to me. On five straight possessions, they went fumble, field goal, interception, fumble, interception. That is gross. I wouldn't have been stunned if the Niners won this game, but 34-3 is not something I anticipated happening. No, but I did think it was a great buy-low spot on a 49ers team that was trending in the wrong direction, but it was a team coming off a buy. It was a team that was starting mm-hmm. to get healthy, and I think the biggest name on the injury report that we were waiting to see was if Trent Williams was playing on the offensive line. Yeah. And there was a viral play from this game that was kind of hilarious because Trent Williams was blocking for Christian McCaffrey And the defender for the Jaguars starts running the other direction when he sees Trent Williams coming to block (laughs) for him. And Jinx, did you cover Trent Williams when he was, he was in Washington, right? Yes, I did. Man, he's a bad dude. Like, you know, in all aspects of that work. Yes. It's crazy (laughs) that they let him go. He calls himself the silverback because you don't mess with the silverback. He's an absolute animal. I mean, and the one thing I love about Trent Williams just as a player is that he's so dominant. I mean, he's he's got the physical tools. He certainly mm-hmm. has the footwork. He's he's one of the best in the league. He's going to go down as a Hall of Famer, but he's mean. And honestly, that's what you want out of an offensive lineman. Do you have the measurables? Yes. Do you know how to play the position? Yes. And also, you're mean. If you're in the trenches and you're trying to protect your quarterback, and you're trying to maul guys and open lanes for your running game, you want guys who want to finish every single play, and Trent Williams is one of those guys, and that's why I love him, man. And it's crazy that Washington let him go, and he was really unhappy with the medical staff here at the time, and he had a legitimate beef, which is why he left, and that's just another example, at least in an old regime here where you had a guy who, again, is going to go into the Hall of Fame, and you let him walk. Oh, and he's an absolute game changer. Like, you oh, look yeah. at the injury report, the fact that you had Trent Williams back, who's a perennial all-pro uh, in his position, protecting uh, Brock Purdy. Coincidence, Brock Purdy had a good game in this one. 
And also Debo Samuel was back. So yes, the Niners train is back. Maybe it's too late to get any value on the Niners, but before last week, definitely a buy low spot on San Francisco. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.